Masechet Gitin, Daf Ayin Vav, we begin with a Tosefta that expands on the case of the Mishnah. Tenor Banan, Harezikitech, Amenashe Tisha Meshiat Abba Sheteshanim, Vamenashe Tenikiet Benishene Sheteshanim, Afopish Lonit Kayamatanai, Harezeget. So we begin with the Bimeir's opinion, who says that if a husband tells his wife, here is your get, and it will be effective on condition that you serve my father for two years, or on condition that you nurse this baby, uh, my baby, for two years, even if the condition is not met, she does not uh, um, uh, serve the father or um, nurse the baby at all, not even one day, zero. Nevertheless, the get is, uh, is valid. Why? Because the condition was not made with the proper formulation. He did not say the positive and the negative. If you serve father, then it will be a good get. If you do not serve father, then it will not be a good get. He has to say that. He has to say both. If you nurse the baby, then it will be a good get. If you don't nurse him, then it will not be a good get. And so that's according to the Bimeir, just like Bnei Gad and Bnei Oven are with them. Moshe made a double tonight with positive and negative formulation. This is the proper formulation. If it's not formulated correctly, syntax error the condition falls away as if it does not exist and if he said here's your get without any condition and she doesn't do, need to do anything the get is valid say the condition formula is valid and therefore if she fulfills the condition and serves her father or nurses the child then the get is effective if she, if she does not um, uh, fulfill the condition that is not a get. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer en lecha tenai b'kitubim she'eno kaful. Rashbag says a statement that we're not sure what it applies to. He says there is no condition mentioned anywhere in Tanakh that is not doubled, the positive and negative formulation. So now we're going to figure out what was Rashbag talking about. Ika damre l'rbi me'ir kamar la ve'ika madamre l'rabanan kamar lehu. Some say that he was responding to arguing against l'rbi me'ir and some say that Rashbag was responding to an arguing against Rabbanan. Some say he's arguing against Rabbi Meir by saying that there is no example of a uh, condition mentioned in Scripture that is not doubled. And since there are many of them, two or more, anytime you have two uh, or more examples of something, so then you cannot use that as a paradigm for elsewhere. It's called the Binyan Av. If something is mentioned once, um, that this, a certain word means that, or a certain law involves this, um, and it says it only once, we could use that as a paradigm that everywhere else also it should apply. However, if the, if Tanakh, if the Torah says it two times or more, then that means a specific only those times you can you cannot derive other laws from it on analogy. Otherwise, why would it say the same thing two, three, four times? And so since it, uh, there are, it always says a condition with a positive and a negative, that means only in those cases was it necessary to do when positive and negative, but it does not mean that in all other cases you have to, and therefore this is against to be meir, and if a husband makes a condition only with half, only with uh, one statement, that's sufficient, because you cannot learn from Bnei Gad and Bnei Reuven, because there are other cases 
Um, so we apply this rule, we do not learn from them. But others interpret him exactly the opposite, that Ashbag is um, arguing against Rabbanan and saying, there, every example of a condition in Tanakh is doubled, and therefore we do learn from that. Right? The, the Torah is giving you um, in, in stories and uh, showing you, look, this is how you make it tonight. And so, of course, of course, it's going to have every uh, condition doubled because that's the proper formulation, right? Where how it wouldn't, what, what, it wouldn't make sense for it not to, because that would be an improper formulation. And since uh, Torah leads by example, and every example is that way, therefore we do learn that every example in halacha has to be doubled. And that uh, proves that Abimeir and argues against Rabbanan. All right, Urminhu. Now we have a challenge to that first Baraita, that the first Baraita had Abimeir and Chachamim. And now we have a second Baraita where they seem to say the opposite of what we would expect them to say. So same setup. The husband says, here's your get on condition that you serve father or uh, nurse this baby for two years, and then the father dies or the child dies, and so she is not able to, even if she wanted to, fulfill the get, the, the, the condition for two years. Uh, so the Bimeir says, this is not a get, because the full condition wasn't fulfilled, even though it was out of her hands, um, uh, it's not fulfilled. But you see that this, this Baraita adds in that the, so that the person died. But that infers that if the person didn't die, then it would be a good get. If, right, if the uh, wife uh, served the father or nursed the baby for two years, then it would be a good get, even though it looks like it's formulated in only one way. And that's what Abimeir says, that it would be a valid get, uh, if not for the death. So that goes against Abimeir, who said before that it has to be doubled, and it will be a good get no matter what, that we ignore the condition. Continuation of the say, even if the condition was not fulfilled because the person died, um, the get is still valid because she can say, listen, I'm here, I'm available and willing to fulfill the condition. Bring your father here and I will serve him. Bring the baby here and I will nurse him. Well, they're dead. That's, that's not my problem. I am, I am available to uh, fulfill the condition. And therefore, even if the condition is not fulfilled, the get is still valid. That goes against what Chachamim say here, that only if the condition is, if she does what the condition says, then it's a get. If not, it's not a get. So this seems to contradict. And so we have a contradiction, both with the two Meirs and both and also the two statements of Rabbanan. So we answer it. And so we say, no, in the first uh, Baraita, that where the Bimeir said is no good no matter what, uh, meaning the, the condition we ignore no matter what and the get is valid, that's because the husband did not double his, his the conditional statement. Whereas in this second Baraita that we just quoted, even though it doesn't say so, we're assuming that he did make a double condition, right? It doesn't say so. We're adding, adding that in. And therefore, um, it would, if she did fulfill it, and if she was able to fulfill it and did, then it would be a good get. Right? So 
and Rabbanan do not contradict each other because the second Braita is the opinion, even though it says it's mentioned as Chachamim, that's because the second Braita is assuming that that would be the majority opinion and that Fahalacha should follow it. But really it's the opinion of Rabban Shemam and Gamliel who says that any uh, hindrance that is not from, from her part, that she's she was willing to do anything she can, but the circumstances are such that she cannot fulfill it, the get is valid. And uh, Zerashbag argues against Chachamim up here that says she actually has to fulfill it literally. Um, and if she does not fulfill it literally, no matter whose fault it is, it's not a get. And so that resolves that contradiction. It's a different author. Uh, next. <speaking in Hebrew> A husband says in front of two witnesses uh, to his wife, here is your get on condition that you will serve father for two years. And then later on, he says in front of two witnesses, here is your get on condition that you give me 200 zoos. So now he has two different conditions. So how do we resolve this? So the second one does not cancel out the first. Rather, it's giving an extra choice. You have a choice. You can either serve father for two years or you can, she can give him 200 zoos. So the second uh, giving with the second condition is adding another option, right? She can choose option A or option B. However, if at first the husband gave his wife a get in front of two witnesses and said, here's your get on condition that you pay me 200 Zeus, and then he gave it to her again in front of two witnesses and said, let's assume it's another two witnesses, uh, right, two different people, um, four people altogether, two from the first uh, uh, testimony and two witnesses that see the second testimony, and says, here's your get on condition that you give me 300 zoos. In this case, it's not a choice, 200 or 300, because that wouldn't make sense. Then she would just give the 200. What would be the point of, of him increasing it if she can choose the, the original? Rather, it's clear in this case that his second giving is, his second statement condition is meant to override the first one the first one is nullified and so right she lost her chance to get it for 200 price went up now she has to give has to give 300 okay so that's pretty clear and the last statement is not clear you cannot combine one of the pair of of the first pair of witnesses and another one from the second pair of witnesses right if you have a and b saw the first condition and c and d heard the second condition you can't pick out a and c um, uh, to testify, well, how, what would they testify about? Because they testify, they saw different conditions, but they could both testify the common denominator, which is that we know that there was a condition. If she comes and says, look, I have a get, so these, let's say you can't find the both witnesses to the first or both witnesses to the second, but you only have A and C or A and D or B and, and C. 
So those two um, cannot come together to say, wait, there was a condition here. Um, they uh, cannot testify together. So now we ask, ahaya, this last statement, which, what, what is, is it modifying the begin, the first case or second case? It doesn't make that sense that it would modify the second case because in the second case, the first condition is nullified. So that witness that saw the husband say, Here's your get on condition that you give me 200 zoos, but the husband nullified that entire deal. So that witness is really a witness to nothing. So it's obvious that he could not testify together with anybody, he can't testify at all. Ela Aresha, rather, it's telling us about the Resha where there's two options. He said in front of A and B, option one, you can serve father, and then in front of C and D, second option, you can pay 200 zoos. So both pairs of witnesses are valid witnesses, and so you might have thought that maybe they can combine, so they cannot. So now we say Pishita, obviously they cannot. They saw different things. All right, how could they testify together? I might have thought if it's two, testify to the existence of a condition even though there were different conditions but they can both come together and say wait she didn't fulfill whatever condition it was there is a condition there and she didn't fulfill um, I might have thought that they can combine together to say that common denominator and that's why the end of this Baraita says no they cannot come together alright next Mishnah husband gives a get to his wife and says here is your get on condition that I do not return from now until 30 days. Now, as we're going to see a few, three cases of the same thing. Um, and, uh, each, and, and for each one, it really depends on where he lives and where he's going. So the idea is that, let's say he lives in Judea, right? That's the south over here. And he was, he's going to the Galil, right? That's he's saying that, uh, listen, I'm going, but and if, I do, if I do not return within 30 days, then this is your get. In other words, I'm not going to leave you a long time. And if I leave, and who knows what happens to me, here is your get. So, in order for this get to be valid, um, you need two things to happen. Number one, he has to leave Judea. And second, he has to not come back, right? He has to leave and not come back. So the question is as follows. He is, let's say, in Jerusalem, that's in Judea, and he gets to Antipatris. So you see Antipatris is kind of on the border. Is it south or north? And this Mishnah is teaching us that if he gets to Antipatris, that's considered Galil. That's considered that he left Judea. So indeed he he left. And then um, he chazar. And then he came back, right? Let's say, right? Uh, um, he, made the, he made this condition day one. Day two, he goes to Antipatris. Day three, he comes back to Jerusalem. And then day four, he leaves again and goes up north and doesn't come back for two months. That's the question. So um, although he did not come back for a long time, and you might have thought that, oh, look, he didn't come back for a long time, so therefore the get should be valid. So we're teaching us that, no, because at the beginning he left and he went to Antipatris, which is already out of Judea, it's already in the Galilee, and he came back, so the condition is already null and void, right? Because he left and he came back within 30 days. So even though later he went, he left and didn't come back, since the condition was already voided, there is no get, batel tena'o, right? He voided the condition. Second example is the same thing, but the other way around. 
He says the same condition. But in this one, he lives in the Galilee. So he's up here, let's say he's uh, in, T- in Tiberia. And he gets to Kefar Otnai, which is more south. So that's considered leaving the Galilee. That's south enough that he has left. And he goes back home, so that's it. The The condition is invalidated because he left, and he came back within 30 days. And that's it. You can't use that get anymore, right? Because uh, they, well, that, that giving of the get is canceled out um, because the condition was already canceled. He left and came back, which means that even after, if he goes away for a long, long time, um, still the get will not be good because he already left, came back, and so the condition has uh, falls away. Same formulation, but this time, this guy lives in Israel, and he's planning a trip overseas. Once he gets to Akko, Akko is considered outside of the land of Israel altogether. And so, if he's living in, in Judea, he says, listen, if I'm, I'm going on a trip, if I go and... I do not return within 30 days, then this get will be valid. So he left, he got to Akko, and he returned within 30 days. So that's it. The get is uh, batel, right? The condition was not fulfilled. And then even if he leaves after and stays for a year, he, the get will not be effective. And last case in the Mishnah, a person, husband says, this is your get as long as I uh, uh, depart uh, from you for 30 days. Right? If I, uh, if at any time, from now on, if I, avoid, I, I pass from before you, right? Meaning I'm not seen by you for 30 days. Um, so here it doesn't matter if he travels or not, or if he's, you know, in, uh, in next door, but uh, never sees her, right? If you don't see me pass before you for 30 days, then this is your get. And even if every day he comes and goes and comes and goes, and he's always passing by and he sees her and he, she sees him, Nevertheless, it is a good get because they were not secluded together. When he, when, it, when we say "kenegid panayich," it means that we'll be together uh, in seclusion, in uh, in, an in, in an intimate way. So the evor doesn't mean simply um, not being in your presence physically, but it means being present um, in in seclusion in the way that mar- a married couple uh, would be. All right, that's the last case. Now, the Gemara asks, Going to Mishnah, sounds like Antipras is part of the, the Galilee because it says if someone's in Judea, and they go to Antipras, that's considered as if they left Judea and were in the Galilee, so they left and they came back. And that's why the um, the condition is not fulfilled. But we have a contradiction because there's a Braita that says Antipras is part of Judea. Kfar um, Otnai, right, that's uh, here, Kfar Otnai is the Galilee, and all the space in between is Sefek. And therefore, if we have a case like this, where he went somewhere in between 
and came back and made the condition like this. So then we're not sure. Does that mean that he left and came back? Or he didn't leave and came back. So then that she will be Megoreshit and Amigoresh, she'll need another get. If he dies, she'll need to get Halitsa. Um, but it clearly says that Antipra, uh, Antipras itself is part of uh, is part of Judea, and so how can we resolve the Mishnah with this Baraita? Abaye said you understood the conditions in the Mishnah all wrong. In fact, the Mishnah is assuming two conditions different from the way how we the way we understood it earlier. Condition number one is. Listen, I'm not going to go away, and if I go, if I leave and go to the Galilee, then the get will be effective immediately, right? The husband is ensuring, um, this is not about the husband getting lost, but rather about the husband saying, I'm going to stick around, I'm going to be here. If I leave, right, she says, I don't want you to leave on a business trip or whatever. She says, okay, if I go to the Galilee, I, uh, this will be a get immediately. Furthermore, if I am on the road for 30 days and don't come back, even if I don't leave Judea, this will be a get, right? If I get lost somewhere on the way, so if I actually leave, it's a get right away. If I don't leave, but I'm not, but I don't come back for 30 days, it will also be a get. That's the two ways it can be a get. This person, since he went to Antipras, which is not in the Galilee, right? We said that's the southernmost border, but it's still northernmost border, but it's still part of Judea. So that condition was not fulfilled, and he didn't he was didn't get lost for thirty days. He came back within the thirty days. And therefore, neither condition is fulfilled, and that's why the condition is void, and there is no get. So that resolves it. Um, we, in our original interpretation, we thought that would mean Antipas means he went to the Galilee. He says no, I mean he didn't go to the Galilee, and uh, this is, these are the two conditions. Okay, we're going to see the same uh, similar exercise next. The third clause of the Mishnah says, if a person lives in Israel, he says, listen, if I um, don't come back, I'm going on a trip, and if I don't come back within 30 days, then this will be a good, uh, this, uh, then this is your get, and he goes to Akko. So, we assume that that meant that Akko is not part of Israel, that's part of, that's considered a different country, that's overseas. Um, because he went to Akko and came back, and it was within 30 days. But Rav Safra said that when the sages would take leave from each other, right? Mipatere, same word as haftara, uh, to right to end their um, their meetings. And so the when this is when rabbis from outside of Eretz Israel would come visit rabbis in Israel. So the rabbis in Israel would um, accompany them to the edge. See, the rabbis that live outside of Israel, they're allowed to go back home. But though anyone who lives in Israel, there's a prohibition to leave, this, to leave the land of Israel, unless for some very important reason. So they would go only to the border, and they would not go further. So how far would 
they um, they uh, uh, they take them before they took leave. It says in Akko, that's when they, that's where they would go, and the rabbis that lived in Israel would stop there and say goodbye because you're not allowed to leave Israel, leave the land of Israel. That means that Akko is part of Israel. So this is a contradicts what we thought that this is saying that Akko is outside the land of Israel, and so we have the same answer. Condition number one is don't worry, I'm not going away. I'm not going very far. And if I should leave the land of Israel and go to oh, go overseas, this will be a get. That's condition one. Furthermore, if I travel too much, even within the land, and don't come home for over a month, then also it will be a get. So even if he goes pretty far, he goes right to the border of Akko, uh, right to Akko, right at the border, but Akko is part of Israel. So the first condition is not fulfilled and he doesn't travel for more than 30 days. He comes back within 30 days. So neither condition was fulfilled since the condition is void. The get is valid. All right, and now the last clause. Right here is your get if I depart from your presence from thir- for 30 days. And now we ask, wait, you said that if he comes and goes, comes and goes, sees her all the time, every day, still it is a good get, but he didn't leave her presence. Ravuna explains that being before your presence means having marital relations. Why is it called from your presence? We don't want it. We want to be uh, use nice language. Um, so we don't want to be so explicit. So we say, right, uh, um, but to to see your face. But really, we mean that they should they should be secluded together, such that they could have tashmish. They have to have marital intimacy um, at least uh, once uh, once a month. That's what he meant. If I if I am not if I don't uh, you know come home uh, for uh, and uh, and live together with you at all for thirty days, then you have a get. Um, so that's the that's what the word panaich means. That's interpretation number one. says no. Understand it literally that um, if I don't see your presence at all, uh, and and if he's coming and going, coming and going, then they are not divorced. Actually, it doesn't say they're not divorced because the condition is not fulfilled. He's seeing her every day. But it doesn't say it says the get is still valid in the sense that it will be usable in the future. It's not a get yashan. A get yashan is a get that the husband wrote on a certain day but didn't give it yet. And after he wrote the get, they are secluded together, the husband and wife. Um, at that point, midrabanan, they say, don't use that get anymore. Because, um, let's say they are uh, together and they have relations and have a child. So if you calculate that child, um, uh, someone can calculate that that child was conceived after the date in the get. And that will lead to uh, false rumors that the child was uh, conceived out of wedlock um, because of that date. And so therefore they said, if you wrote a get and then the husband and wife were together, you cannot use that get anymore. In this case, you don't have to worry about that because they just came and went, came and went, meaning he was he was around his wife 
um, uh, but in public. Now, they were not secluded together, and therefore, um, uh, they, it does, they're not migodeshet, they're not divorced, but the get is still valid, such that if at some time in the future, let's say he came and went and came and went for a, for a while, but then at uh, some later date, he was away for 30 days and actually fit, literally didn't see her face for 30 days, then the, um, then the condition will kick in and they will actually be divorced. Good. Abraita supports Rabbi Yochanan's reading of the Mishnah. Same case as Mishnah, here is your get, if I am not present before you for 30 days straight. And so then he was coming and going, coming and going. Uh, since he did not, he was not alone with her, he was not secluded, therefore... The get is continues to be valid, and it's not called a get yashan um, because they were not secluded together. Um, uh, but the uh, they are still married until he actually goes away for thirty days. Now we ask on that interpretation. Wait, how do you know? Maybe during that time when he was coming and going, coming and going, maybe they were together and secluded, and maybe at that time he appeased his wife and said, "You know what? Um, let's let's not get divorced." Right? How, how do we know that that didn't happen? And therefore, that would be a get yashan. And so here we apply what Abba, the son of Rav said in the name of Abba Mari in the name of Rav they were talking about a case meaning this is true this halacha is true only when the husband says my wife is credible to me to say that I did not come right go ask her ask her if we were uh, if we were secluded together she says no right then you can believe her that we were not secluded so in other words we would only be able to use this get in the future if indeed he and she said that they were not secluded together. Now, this statement in the name of Rav, some apply it not to the Braita that we just had when they come and go, but rather to the following Mishnah. This is the next Mishnah they were about to read. Um, when the husband says, here is your get from now, if I do not return um, from now uh, and uh, within the next 12 months. And then he dies before the 12 months is up. That is a good get. Um, and now we wonder, wait, why don't you worry? Maybe in the meantime that he appeased her and decided, you know what, let's not, let's not be divorced. Um, and here's where they applied the statement of Rav that he says she is credible that I did not come uh, we were not together I did not appease her and therefore we, the get should continue right even though he was around during some of that period before he died um, but since he gave the get and he said it, it will apply from now if I should not come back and now he's dead so there's no way he's going to be around. Um, so uh, we can and, and uh, um, they testify. She says, no, he did not come and appease me. Uh, therefore, it is a good get. So some apply it to this Mishnah rather than, that, than to the pre preceding Baraita. Now, the one who applies it to the Mishnah 
all the more so would apply it to the Braita. Because in the Mishnah, uh, he says, if I, I'm leaving if I don't come back in 12 months. And so here, it's less likely that there was a possibility that he came back and appeased her. Um, uh, so if you apply it here, that he, you have to make sure that she says, no, he never, he didn't come back in between and appease me, that all the more so you would have that requirement in the Braita where he is around, he's coming back and forth and, and seeing her all the time, so then all the more so she would have to testify, he did not come and be secluded with me and appease me. Um, that whole time. However, the one who applied it to the Braita would say that he would say you only have to do it in the case of the Braita when he's available and around all the time. We have to make sure, wait, did he come anytime and appease you? She says no. But that person would not re uh, require it in the case of the Mishnah because Mishnah, he goes away. And uh, he's not around, and so there's less uh, chance, and therefore we that, that he came by, and therefore we don't have to check to make sure that he did not appease her. All right, next Mishnah. Husband says, "Here is your get if I do not return from now until uh, uh, till the conclusion of twelve months." He dies in the in the middle of them. So that is not a get because he didn't say that it will be applicable from now. So therefore, we assume it means it will be applicable in 12 months. If he goes away and doesn't come back for 12 months, then the get applies at the end of the 12 months. The problem is here that he died, let's say, in the middle, in six months. Well, you can't have a get after death, death until death do us part. And so there is no get afterwards. So therefore, she is a widow. She is not a divorcee. However, if he adds in the word Me'achshav, and says, here is your get that will apply from now, if I don't come back within 12 months, um, and he dies within that 12 months, and it is a good get, because once that 12 months comes, well, surely he didn't come, he's not going to come back because he's dead, but it applies retroactively from the time he gave it, and that was before he died, so the get does apply because it, it takes effect before the death. If he says, listen, if I don't, he tells some other, some other people, if I don't come back within 12 months, I want you to write and give a get to my wife. And now they went and wrote it within the 12 months. Even though they gave it after 12 months, it's not a good get because that goes against his instruction. He said, I want you to write it and give it after 12 months. They wrote it too early. No good. If he's, on the other hand, switched around the order of his statement and said, so now you see there's some ambiguity. Does the 12 months apply only to Tenu or also to Kitvu? So, according to Tanakama, this is also not a good get. We assume that the Kitvu Tenu, write it and give it, um, if I don't come back within 12 months, we assume that the writing and giving it 
also um, it has to be after the 12 months. In other words, if I don't, same as, as, as before, if I don't come back within 12 months, then you can write it and give it, but you can't write it earlier than that, and therefore it's not a get. Rabbi Yosei Omer, Kazeh get. Rabbi Yosei disagrees, and he says, as long as they gave it after 12 months, he said kitvu, the word kitvu comes first. So kitvu, write it whenever you want, but to new, if I don't come back after in 12 months, then you can give it to her after 12 months. But uh, writing it earlier is okay if you have this formulation according to the Biyose. Last case, Katvu Lahashanem Asar Chodesh, Venatnu Lahashanem Asar Chodesh, Umet, Ima Get Kodem Lemitar Hezeget, Vim Mita Kodma Laget, Eno Get, Vim En Yadua Zohishamru Megoreshet, Venah Megoreshet, if they write the get. After 12 months, um, say he made the same condition as before, and either, either of these formulations, and they give it also after 12 months. So now we have no problem. He said to give it, write it after 12 months, and they did it after 12 months. And now he died after the 12 months. So then it just depends on the order. If they gave the get before he died, it's a valid get because the get came first. If he died before, he gave the get, then it's no good. If it's not known, because let's say he's away. And he went away, and we don't know exactly when he died um, compared to when they gave the get. So in that case, he, she is divorced and not divorced, meaning it's a safik. And if he died without children and, we, and has a brother, she would require halitza. Tana, rabotenu hitiruha lihinase. And we have a braita that says... The rabbis permitted her to get married. This is modifying the first case in the Mishnah that the husband says, here is your get if I do not return within 12 months. He doesn't say from now. And so um, it sounds like uh, the Mishnah said that means it would take effect after 12 months, but he dies in the middle. Therefore, it's not a get. Arguing on the Mishnah, uh, the, the Baraita says that the rabbi said she's permitted. Let's see why. Who are these rabbis who permitted this case? Shemuel explains that this is the same Betin that permitted oil manufactured by non-Jews. Um, that Betin was the Betin of the Biuda Nisi'ah, that's the grandson of the Biuda. Hanasi, so they were famous because it was very hard for people to follow this takana, this gezerana, to use oil of non Jews, and so they permitted it. Happens to be that that's the same betin that permitted this case, and their reasoning was that they followed Biyose, who said, e, if a husband makes a condition, even if he doesn't say from now, but the shta, the get, has a date on it, so we assume he meant the date on the get, since he's giving a, a get with today's date on it. Here is your get, if I don't come back in 12 months. So we assume, even if it doesn't say from now, we assume the date on the get, which is from now. And so even if he dies in the middle, the get is effective uh, immediately. And that's why this case would be the same as if he said, me'achshav, according to Rabbi Yosef. Uh, now, according to that, Baraita sounds like the, the sages uh, uh, permitted it, and therefore, therefore, halacha should be that way. However, that one was the before we just said Shemuel. Now, from Bavel, now we have Rabbi Yochanan, his uh, contemporary from Eretz Yisrael, says Rabbi Yudan Benoshel Rabban Gamliel Bar Rabbi. 
הורה ולא הודו לו כל סיעתו, ואמרי לה כל שעתו. So Rabbi Yochanan says, this is, this betin, this is Rabbi Yudah Nasi, the son of Rabban Gamliel, who is the son of Rabbi Yudah Nasi, he taught that the, this case is permitted and we should follow the Biyoseh. However, he was a minority opinion and Si'ato, his colleagues did not agree with him. That's one version. Another version is She'ato, all of his life, even though he kept teaching that this should be the Halakha, they did not agree with him. Um, this is interesting, this difference between Si'ato and She'ato, because you can see this is an oral change, right? This is not written. Ones are in the Thesamech, ones with a, a and so one would not uh, confuse one with the other if it was in writing, but if this was transmitted orally, um, then um, one sounds like the other. So this is a good proof that um, this teaching was transmitted orally, um, and this is one, one data point in proving that the Talmud in general was transmitted orally and was not written. Okay, anyway, according to this, um, there's only the Biudanasiya's opinion, uh, but not the general opinion. General opinion is, as the Mishnah says, uh, the get was not what the get would not be valid. Amalad student of um, asked a question to a certain elder who was around and was a member of the court of Rabbi Yudan um, at that time, who who that that discussed whether it be permitted. This is when you, you were part of that court and you permitted it, this elder permitted it. When you permitted it, did you say um, immediately or did you mean that she still has to wait 12 months? Um, here's the two sides. Again, the husband says, here is your get. Um, if I don't come back within 12 months. And he dies, let's say, after six months. So according to this elder in the Biudanasiya, um, it will apply retroactively, good, um, because of the date in the get. But the question is, well, can she um, go ahead and get remarried immediately after the husband died and will consider her a divorcee since he's not going to come back? So even though you don't have to wait the 12 months, he's, he's dead. He's certainly not coming back. So it's for sure that the condition will be fulfilled. And therefore, we, and, that, and it will be fulfilled retroactively. So therefore, let her get married right away. Even if, even if he dies without children as another brother, you don't need Khalisa. Um, she is a divorcee. Or do we say, wait a second, the condition was if I don't come back within 12 months and the 12 months is not up yet. So you have to, even though he died in the middle, but the condition is 12 months, so therefore you have to wait 12 months. And once 12 months comes, then it will trigger the condition that he has not come back. And only then. Um, he, she can get remarried. Okay, that's the question. We don't have an answer to it. We just wonder, to be al-Azad, how come he asked about that case? Why doesn't he ask on the second case of the Mishnah, which is valid according to everyone, when the husband added, Shav, here's your get that will be effective from now if I don't come back within 12 months, and he dies after six months, that is a valid get. 
And, and that's where Rabbi Al-Hazar should have asked his question, is, is the get valid immediately after he dies because he's definitely not going to come back. And so uh, surely the condition will be fulfilled and it will be retroactive. So let her get married right now as a divorcee. Uh, or maybe we have to wait uh, till the end of 12 months because only then will the condition be fulfilled. And even though, we, even though we know for sure it will be fulfilled, but right now it hasn't been fulfilled, so you have to wait till the end of 12 months, and then retroactively it'll be good. And so we should have asked on that, and we say, You're right. He really could have asked that question, his question on the second clause, but because this elder was present at that time, and he was there in the discussion, so he's, he's asking him, according to his opinion, Within that discussion, what would you say about that case that you were discussing? But um, he could have equally asked the question on the second case. But in any case, we don't have an answer to um, either version of the question. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.